0: really wanted to do all the pleasantries and all of that but I'm just gonna jump into this this time I was really trying pastor now do all the right Pentecostal preacher things I do give honor to your pastor senior pastor your pastoral team for what you've done throughout the world I give you honor for that But I want to go right to the word because I I had some new scriptures that came up. And I was wondering what the Lord was doing. And now I understand it. Go to the book of Exodus chapter number 17. If you would stay standing, I'm going to read two passages. In Exodus chapter 17, verse number 5. And the Lord said unto Moses, go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river. Take in thine hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink." God's people found themselves in a desert no water, no sustenance, and God provided water out of a rock. A river would begin to flow and would actually follow them on most of their journey, providing what they needed. But there came a moment where that rock stopped flowing. And so in the book of Numbers, chapter number 20, The rock, the first rock had stopped giving water, and the Lord spake unto Moses in chapter 20, verse number seven, take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock so thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink two problems that were the same no water no water God was gonna use the same person. He used Moses the first time. He was gonna use Moses the second time. A similar direction, take the rod with you. But there was a difference the second time. The first time he commanded him to strike the rock. The second time, God commanded him to speak to the rock. And if you and I were there, we probably would have said, well, there might have been something about him saying, speaking, but I had the rod with me. God, what are you doing? And Moses unfortunately missed it because in verse 9, it says, Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock and said unto them, here now, you rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock and here? Is the mistake in verse number 11 and Moses lifted up his hand and with his rod he smote the rock twice the water still came out abundantly and the congregation drank and their beasts also verse 12 but the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Same problems, same man, same rod, but different method. We cannot become so in love with our methods that we miss the movements of the Lord. Now, I know someone might have been looking at the time and say, worship team, you're supposed to be done now and this and all this is supposed to happen. But when the spirit of the Lord begins to move, it doesn't matter what my method was. I want to catch the movement of the Lord. I want to move with the Lord. Put your Bibles down, close your eyes, lift your hands. We're gonna talk a little bit this morning about a new Way. Jesus, here we are submitting ourselves before you, God. Submitting our methods, our motivations, our emotions, our bodies, our strength, everything we have, we submit to you, God. Knowing that your ways are higher than my ways, knowing that your movement is more important than my method, Jesus. So we trust you, mighty God, knowing that you are about to do a new thing today, Jesus, which this church has not seen yet before. So we give ourselves to you. God, touch every person online watching right now. Reach through time and space into the place where they are at, God, and let them feel the liberty that is here. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. You may be seated. It is easy to become infatuated with methods. If it happened once, well, I'll try it again. But the thing we learn about the Lord from the very first pages of Scripture is that the Spirit of God moves. And all throughout the Word of God, He is a God of movement. In the book of Exodus and Numbers, the church of that day, the nation of Israel, had to at a moment's notice be ready to move when God moved. They had a cloud by day and fire by night. And at any moment, they started to see the movement of the Lord. They were to pack up what they had. They were to stop the cooking. They were to stop whatever they were doing and get ready to move with the Lord. In this time that we find ourselves in, We are frustrated that our old methods no longer seem to be working. Many people are always looking, when are we going to get back to the old ways? When are we going to get back to our regularly scheduled program? And we might miss that God has literally interrupted the world to move in the earth at this time time. So I can either just sit on the pew or sit at home and just become frustrated and depressed and sad that my old method of doing things is not working. Or I can decide I am going to rise up. I am going to start listening for the Lord and wherever the Lord starts moving I am going to start moving with Him. Because what God is getting ready To do is a new thing. Are you ready to move? Are you ready to go down a path? you have not been before. There is not one pastor, there isn't one church, there isn't one nation that has faced the situation we are going through right now. So as best as every leader can, we are trying to navigate and move. But I will be more interested, not so much at what the CDC says, or what the governor says, or what the mayor says. I am more interested in what thus saith the Lord, because when the Lord moves, he's about to work a new way. At this moment, The people of Israel were thirsty, looking for water. God had done many miracles for them before. He had sent the ten plagues to Egypt to set his people free. He had brought them into a place where they were completely surrounded. They had the Red Sea in front of them. They had mountains on this way and that way. And behind them, the Egyptian army was coming. After them. And the Lord told Moses, Take your rod, hit the sea. The sea split open, and they escaped on dry ground. They escaped to the other side. The enemies of their past began to follow them, trying to enslave them. And I have to tell someone today when you go into the waters of baptism, when you go into the waters, it's a type and foreshadow of what happened at the Red Sea. When you go into the waters, your enemies will chase you in. The spirits will chase you in. The darkness will chase you in. But when you come out of the waters on the other side, God closes the waters down upon the enemies to set you free. On one side of baptism, you might have been just a slave, a former slave to the lusts of the flesh and the addictions that you have. But when you come out on the other side, just like the nation of Israel, you can be more than a conqueror. So they had been through the Red Sea. They had seen the Lord close up the sea over their enemies. But now they're in a new way. They're in the wilderness. And in this wilderness, the problem isn't that they have too much water. The problem is there is no water. And the people became used to the methods of God How can God work in a wilderness? How can God work in this way? And they began to complain like I'm sure some of us all have been doing some complaining. And maybe we might not uh, put it out there, but I'm sure in your hearts at home and in private, you've had some words with your family or spouse, I'm just frustrated with this, I'm tired of that. Maybe it's been public. Maybe you went on Facebook Live and just let the whole world know that you were a little frustrated with what was going on. But I'm here to remind us, that the same God that brought you through the waters is able to pull out water in the desert. He said in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 15, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinct, they are quenched as tow. Remember you not the former things neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Say a new thing. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So you might find yourself in the middle of a desert looking for some sustenance, looking for some encouragement, looking all around and you're saying, maybe you find yourself at home, people in Canada that come to this church and you're saying, I remember when God would move in the service and I could cross the border and come to church, but now you find yourself in a new way, in a new area. Let me remind you that the, as powerful as God can move in this room, He can move in the way that you are. He can move in your moment right now. Now a new way, sometimes looks different than the old way. We, our family, trusted the Lord. We went out to to Malaysia. And I want you to know the church in Malaysia is praying for you right now. Right before the first service, I texted our church that we, we lead over there and asked them to go to prayer. And they started messaging back, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying. There means the people that you have given to to support, to go over there to minister to them. Their prayers are now coming back and coming down to intercede for you right where you are. So we went on this new way. We went to a country we'd never been before. We went to a city we'd never heard of. We went to a house we'd never seen. To drive a car we didn't even know existed. All of those things. And we saw the Lord began to work. But sometimes on a new way, things can go a little different. In November of last year, I found myself looking at the ceiling of an intensive care unit in Kota Kinabalu, Malaysia, wondering, what am I doing here? What am I doing? How did I get to this place? I thought I was following the way of the Lord. And I'm looking up at the ceiling. They've got me plugged up to all these things. They're telling me it's very close. I'm in critical. They're telling. They're not even telling my wife anything. They're trying to do stuff. to. They can't figure out what's wrong with me. But there I am in ICU, not even able to pray for myself in so much pain, wondering, where did I go wrong? And in that moment, I felt the Lord step into that room and say, what do you mean you went wrong? This is the way that I've brought you. Because sometimes the way will lead you into an icy room. Sometimes the way will lead you into places that are a little uncomfortable for oneself. But I'm here standing before to tell you that if the Lord can bring you into the fire, then the Lord can bring you through the fire. Maybe you're at home and you're suffering with the virus, wondering how could God work in this? I'm here to tell you right now that even in In the middle of your mess, and the middle of your trouble, God is able to do a new thing in your life. If I was in complete control, I would change some things, just like any of us would change some things in this world right now. If we saw three Hebrew brothers about to be executed, about to be thrown into the fire because they refused to bow down to this world's ways and we saw them, if it was in my power, I would have delivered them. But it was in the fire that God set them free. They didn't even smell like smoke when they came out. The only thing that was destroyed in the fire were the things that bound them. Sometimes God will bring you into a new way, a fire, and you say, God, I'm sick. I've got COVID, or I've got this, or I'm sitting in an ICU. And God is saying, I am trying to release you from the real bonds that are holding you. This is for someone right now. Listen to me right now you might have thought your problem was the pandemic and the restrictions, or maybe your job loss, or maybe your family issues, or maybe your problems that you're looking at. But at the same time, God is saying, I'm about to set you free from the real problem, from that scar, from that hurt that happened to you dozens of years ago that nobody knows about except God. God is saying, I am trying to set you free from what truly binds you. Lift your hands for a moment and receive that. Jesus, whatever you have to break in my life, God, oh, break it, Jesus. You set a broken and contrite heart. You will not refuse. Oh, Jesus, whatever you have to break in us, God, do it, Jesus. If we had Lazarus at a friend and he was sick, Don't you think we would have prayed for him? Don't you think we would have gotten the oil and anointed him and say in the name of Jesus be healed? We would have done it. But Jesus decided, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to let him go through this door of death. But what the world was about to see was that Jesus was not just a magician. He was not just a man. He was not just a great teacher, but he was God in the flesh with all power over life and death. If Lazarus was healed, there is no Lazarus come forth. When Stephen was stoned, we would have tried to rescue him. We would have paid bail to get him out. We would have done everything, we would have been having prayer meetings. But had Stephen not been stoned, there wouldn't have been a young man named Saul that was looking at him, seeing him die in grace and in, and in peace, looking as he's holding the coats. That moment, I believe, I believe your pastor teaches this too, that that moment would set off something in Saul's life that would eventually lead him to a road to Damascus where God would interrupt his way to set him on a new way. Without the stoning of Stephen, would we have Saul becoming Paul? Sometimes the new way is not what we expect. The disciples of Jesus could not understand. What do you mean you're going? What do you mean you have to go to the cross? What do you mean you have to die? I don't understand it. I don't even believe it. Peter, even in one moment, he's declaring that Jesus is God. In the next moment, Jesus is saying, Satan, get thee behind me, because our flesh and our will can be so powerful that if we get get so in love with how we think things should go, we will miss the movement of the Lord. So what is the Lord trying to do in you? What new way has he brought you on? It is unfamiliar, perhaps. Maybe it looks like there is no water. Maybe it looks a little frustrating and a little difficult and a little hard. And maybe you are on a way that you don't even see God around you. Job would say it this way. He would declare... And I looked one way and the other. He said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I, I can't perceive him. I look on my left, where he usually works. He's usually on this side working, but, but he's not there. And I can't behold him. He, even on my right hand, he's hiding himself. And I cannot see him. Verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So here is the answer. The way that you are on is not meant to destroy you, it is meant to transform you. The way that you are on isn't here to kill you, it's so you can see victory. A new way, a new way, every new way we are unfamiliar with. Call yourself a year ago and say, hey, this is what's going to happen, you're going to need to cancel your vacation. (laughs) There's a company called Zoom, you're going to want to buy some stock. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you're going to want to buy a lot of toilet paper, especially around March and April. Don't ask me why, but you're going to want to do this. Oh, you might want to get some some masks because you're going to become very familiar with that and with all the troubles it comes on, all the face breakouts, all the dryness, all of that stuff. You better get used to it. You would have answered the phone and said, this is a joke. <laughs> this is crazy. This is, this is uncomfortable, this is unfamiliar, but can you believe that even with all these new ways and methods and things we're trying, God is still moving? There's still people getting the Holy Ghost in this church. There's still people being baptized in Jesus' name. God's still working. God's hand is not shortened. God is not limited by government edict. God is not limited by what this world says. Your pastor has said it's so true. I bet if you tried to even go back to one service, you couldn't fit everyone in it. So what has God God done? He has grown you in this new way. Why am I so in love with the old way? And why will I be afraid if God says, I'm about to take you into an even newer way? You see, God had taken Israel and Moses these different ways. He had delivered them from the water. The Red Sea had brought them through. Then at the first rock where there seemed it was a new way. There was no water. He hit the rock and water came out and would follow them for years. But then we come to Numbers. And where God said, I have did it this way. I did it that way. I even told you to bring your staff with you. This is a new way. Speak. To this rock. Speak to your problem. Speak to this issue, and I will do a work among you. There are things that we used to have to bring and we'd have to hit hard. There would be things then that we would hit and struggle and push and God will do it. But I'm here to tell this church we are coming into a new season where your very words will open deliverance to people that have never seen it before. That the mountain that was before you can be spoken to and will be moved in a moment are you ready for a new way are you ready do not miss his movement because we're in love with the past method your life groups have been exploding right? Things have been happening. I've been hearing about people getting the Holy Ghost in them. People after life group getting baptized. I've been hearing about these things. But guess what? God is doing it everywhere. He literally has moved the strategic plan of his entire universal church, not to the thing what man would want, but what he wants. Because there are souls being saved today that never would have been saved, except as Brother Ned, said it, unless there was a pandemic. So yes, God can still move. He is still moving. He will still move. Every way that you go on, whatever way you find yourself on, You need to trust the Lord. You need to get hand in hand with him. You know how much this engulfed the early church? What did Jesus say in John? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am your way. So it doesn't matter what the surroundings look like. As long as you're following me, as long as you're following my presence, listening to my voice, I will bring you through. That so consumed the early church that they weren't called, you know, Christians for a while. They even didn't even call, let's go to church. They didn't say we're people of the name. They said we are people of the way. His way not my way. His will, not my will. Because my will is faulty. My will is limited to what I can see. God is trying to pull us out as a church, as a movement, as an individual into a place you have never seen before. But you have to trust him. You have to follow him. Because there are times when he is passing by. Maybe you felt it in this service. That he may not come this way again. There's a verse that says that Jesus would have passed them by. That's why we have to be always looking always feeling after the Lord, always whatever the schedule is in the service. And I I commend your team here just following the move of the Spirit. And and, And I understand schedules. I understand. Trust me, if you know me, I like a schedule. I like all the T's crossed and I's dotted. I'm a very detailed person. But we have to learn something that when God's Spirit moves in whatever way it takes us, we have to follow him because his way will lead to deliverance. His way will lead to healing. His way will lead to salvation. His way will lead to growth. His way will lead to liberty. As the musicians come, the worship team comes, are you finding yourself on a new way? And are you wondering, how is God working in all this? You might feel like Job. You're looking left, right, front, back. You look under the pillow. Where are you, God? And wondering what he is doing. But I'm here just with a simple reminder. Follow his movement. Follow his word. Follow him. I tell you what, I preach this to our people in in Malaysia. One of the first services, the lockdown started happening. I said, what's going to happen in this pandemic is this, with all these lockdowns, is it's going to be very clear to you and probably to those around you the true status of your relationship with God. Were you living for God just because you came into a building Or was God able to move in your house? Was God able to meet you in your prayer closet? Was God able to be there when literally no one else could be there? Did he show up? Or did you find yourself wondering, where's God? I thought I was saved. I thought I had this. And it is laid bare, the true status of our relationship. But what God is beginning to do, he has woken us up as a church body and said, I am getting ready to do an even greater thing. This was the alarm clock to make sure every single person realized where their true relationship with God was. But now will come the time for you to decide, will you make it right and follow after? him or will you just wait for the old method for the old way of doing things for the old times of coming together all the old service schedule and all the old methods and things like that but God is saying I'm getting ready to move are you going to move with me do you stand with me The people of Israel had been delivered through the Red Sea. God had opened it up. God had made a path through the waters, delivering them. God had provided them water in the wilderness, not once, but twice. And now the people of Israel find themselves on a new path, staring across the Jordan River. on the edge of promise. God made you a promise. He's about to fulfill it. He's about to do it. Bible says in Joshua 3 that as he was preparing them to go across, he had this instruction. He said, you got to be following After the Ark of the Covenant, the manifested presence of the Lord, you got to follow after that. Why? Because you have not passed this way before You haven't been this way before So how do I navigate? a new way. When I can't trust my old methods, when I can't trust my old ways, when I can't even get to church because of borders being closed, what do I do? Where's the presence of the Lord? Where is He leading me? You might find yourself in neighborhoods you've never been before. You might find yourself at a grocery store you've never done and meet someone that you never would have met except God had brought you on a new way. What God is getting ready to do right now is to challenge you with a question. Will you follow me in this new way? Are you more in love with your methods than you are with my movement? Are you able to let go of the past in order to grab hold of the future? Because, church, we are closer in this moment than we have ever been to seeing the Lord's coming. But I've got to let go of my old ways of thinking to get hold of what the Lord is about to do. God is going to deliver. God is going to set free right now. God is going to heal in this altar. If you need the Holy Ghost, you, you're you saying, I don't know how to follow the presence of God. You need the Holy Ghost. It is the Spirit of God made manifest and made real in your life, filling your heart. You need that in order to get through the new way, and you can have the Holy Ghost today, you can have it right now. People in your living rooms, people in your bedroom watching this, you can have it right now. They are going to lead us in worship. Come to the front of your communal, keep your mask up, the ministry team will begin to pray with you. Lift up your hands going to lead us in one last prayer. In the name of Jesus, forgive us of our old ways. Forgive us of our old methods, God. We are reaching forward to something new. Do it now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands, church. Come to the front. And